This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Good afternoon. Welcome to the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And today, beautiful Paula is live in studio with me. And we're ready to take on any and all questions. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email us your question by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can send them in using our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And if you are in your car driving around, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number, one more time, is 340-9585. Welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you. We like it because it's hot outside. I love this weather. It's beautiful. In fact, you know, I've been at the church here. I should have gone out into the parking lot and gotten some sun. But maybe next time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, while we wait for calls, Paula, what's on your heart? Well, before we start, let me um, make an announcement. Um, Sam has asked for members of Calvary Chapel San Antonio to send in your quarantine pictures. Um, You know, how, how you and your family or what you and your family are doing. Um, during this quarantine time, um, having fun. And as Pastor Will was talking today, that he and his family have been sitting around talking about the Lord and um, talking about how um, making the best of the situation instead of the whining and complaining about how bad things are. And so, you know, I have a couple of pictures, and Sam's going to have to get clearance from you because um, that's just what he does before he puts them on the screen to... um, just see how you guys are doing. He's going to do a little montage and uh, hopefully have that up and so we can all see it on screen one of these Sundays. So um, if you don't mind, you can send them to me, but it's easier because then um, I won't have to be the middle person. Just send them to Sam at CalvarySA.com. I already have quite a few really good pictures, but um, he's going to have to clear that with you to see if it's okay to put them up. But this is just members of Calvary Chapel San Antonio, um, because otherwise we wouldn't recognize you. 
<laughs> one thing we just watched was a, a wonderful video put out by our student body president here at the academy, uh, and she's sort of checking in on all of the kids mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. letting them know what's going on, just staying in touch with them. Yeah. Uh, I thought Erica did a great job she with that. She did great. She's, I can see why she's president. She could be president president. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we have a, a thing uh, called Monday Fun Day at school, uh -huh. where once a month on a Monday, they come in dressed in certain themes and things, and they're still doing those things, even though it's online mm -hmm. learning. And now they're doing it every Monday. They're doing Not it every just once okay. a month, it's every Monday. Well, I, I thought it was cool, because Erica's last Monday Fun Day, because uh -huh. she's at home with her brother and her sister, mm -hmm. and her last one was since she's the president. Yeah. She had brother and sister dressed up like Secret Service yeah. agents, and they, and they were protecting her. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Really good. Okay, so what's on my agenda kind of thing for today? And um, what the Lord's been telling me is just pray. Pray and pray some more. And in the last teaching or two teachings ago, um, you were talking about, you know, the Lord wants us to lift up holy hands without um, arguing and, and what is it? Disputing. Disputing, um, you know, praying for our government officials. And, man, I, I wouldn't want to be them right now, you know. I mean, no matter what decision is made, they're, they're just in a no-win situation. Um, and so praying for, first and foremost, that they be saved um, because they're going to have to give an answer to God one day why they want it to be in authority over people, you know. And so first that they would get saved and then um, that they would make just decisions, you know. Even as unbelievers, we know that God is the one who reigns over people, and he's, he's helping them make just de decisions every once in a while, but um, it sure would be uh, better for them if they would bow their knees to the King of Kings <laughs> and ask his, uh, his decision, his heart on things. You know, Paula, there's a, a, a chapter in Revelation uh, at the end of the, toward the end of the Great Tribulation where God is raining down 100-pound hailstones mm -hmm. and says, gathered together in the caves uh, are the small and the great alike. Mm -hmm. And I always imagine, you know, just somebody like you or me sitting in that cave knowing that it's the wrath of God and we're mad and we're angry and we look in the cave, light comes on, little, you know, somebody lights a magic and we see there's a president of the United States or mm -hmm. a governor, somebody who really thought they were something mm -hmm. and they're shaking their fist at God too. And not only uh, are they going to have to give account as to motive, but they're going to have to give an account for what they did with the position of responsibility. Too much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And they're going to explain to God why they didn't consider him when put in a position that could have been a position of influence mm -hmm. to people in this whole world. And it's going to be just one of those things that right now, because there's no fear of God, that people don't even consider. Yeah. I tell you what, this this whole thing, and I don't want to talk about, you know, the pandemic the whole time, but um, I was just looking at a picture in Colonel Scott's uh room here, you know, though we can't have school classroom, here, yeah. his classroom. And there's a picture of President Kennedy and his wife, Jacqueline Onassis. Now, her last name is. Um, but it's before, you know, they're in the in the parade. 
and she's just so beautiful, looking so happy and saying hi to all the people and stuff. And in just a minute, life changes. And in talking about the ones who are in authority over us, things could happen just that quickly yeah. for them too, and they have to give an account. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's something to consider. Uh, and I know we don't want to talk about this. The whole, Irish, time. the whole time. Yeah, but man, it seems like that's where yeah, we're living. Yeah. We're in this movie and it just won't end, you know? It's Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's Groundhog Day with with this virus. Yeah. But, um, um, you know, when when people don't realize that the end could come at any second, and in an instant, that was November 22nd, you and I were the generation, we know exactly where we were at that I time. I surely do. And um, when we first got the news... Um, one day he's the most important man in the world and in an instant he's standing before the Lord Mm -hmm. giving an account Mm -hmm. of what he did with what he had yeah and and you know me I say all all the time that that our lives can change for good or for bad for great or for tragedy in an instant and we never ever know when that instant is going to happen and we need to be ready to, to stand before the Lord and say uh, here's what I did. Mm-hmm. And these people that think they're important, they just miss the point. Yeah, yeah. Important, and then you have you have rich people, you know. Money is not going to buy you eternal life. Yeah. yeah, we just heard the news story about Bill Gates buying a $43 million beach house in Del Mar, California, mm-hmm. <laughs> right on the ocean. And I thought, well... Delmar is one of my favorite places on the earth. <laughs> Too bad you don't have $43 million yeah. just to buy a house with, though, Pastor Ron. Do they have any $43 houses? <laughs> what I mean, Oceanfront, huh? But, but, yeah, but no. you know, here's a guy who champions um, climate change and all these things. The, the oceans are going to swallow us up. And he spends $43 million of his dollars. That's a pittance to him. Yeah. But he spends $43 million of his dollars on a house overlooking the beach. Mm-hmm. In San Diego, California, and our vacation's been canceled this year. It seems like, <laughs> but we're not bitter. I'm not whining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, pray for our government, governing officials. Um, but you know, we're home. We're home, and so pray for your family. Pray for your family. You know, and in all of our homes. Well, not in all of our homes, because in my home, all my people are saved. <laughs> I'm, I'm him. Yeah, I'm him. <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah, but I'm funny. All my people. All my people. Who are you, running Paulus people? Yeah. But anyway, in in all of in some of our homes, we have we have unsaved people. You know, we even have in our homes some professing Christians who really are just that. They're professing Christians. I'm, not, I'm fine with God. We get this worked out. Yeah, we're, they're not living that life. And man. Um, Unless you have to go to H-E-B or Walmart or maybe just, let me just get out the house for a minute, <laughs> maybe three hours, um, you're stuck with them. And um, But for such a time as this, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all called. And so, you know, pray for your people. And, you know, in Colossians 1, um, God, please give them complete knowledge of your will and give them spiritual wisdom and understanding 
then the way that they live will always honor and please you. And their lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, they will grow as they learn to know you, God, better and better. And it goes on to say, and we also pray that they would be, and I'm just making it my prayer. This isn't actually how it's written, because it's Paul uh, praying for the Colossians, telling him, telling them what he prays for them. And he goes on to say, and I'll, I'll read it from verse 11 to the end, the way it's actually written in my new, I mean, in my um, NLT. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. And that's, I'm praying that right now for those in the families that are truly Christians, that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. And you know what? You've been, well, you say it all the time too. Uh, just remember the cross. Remember the cross. And, and we too were lost we too at one time maybe even were professing Christians um, and now we're not and man it gets kind of frustrating when um, those in our homes um, you know are going into their rooms and slamming the door and they're looking at, at wrong stuff and or um, they don't want to hear about your Jesus I mean I can't imagine living with somebody 24-7 and they don't want to hear about um, your Jesus and and uh, they're angry and, and uh, just too busy. And But the Lord's word to us is that you would allow him to strengthen you with his glorious power so that you'll have all the endurance and patience you need. Filled with joy, always thanking the Father. You know, Paula, those, I think one of the places that we, we miss the boat as Christians is we read that prayer. And, and, and you and I have both long been proponents of praying the, the prayers, especially in the New Testament mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul has written some wonderful prayers for us. And uh, as we pray those prayers, those aren't, you know, prayers that we cross our fingers and hope and hope. Those are promises. Mm-hmm. We have everything we need. We can be patient. We can be uh, self-controlled. We can understand that we have everything that we need at any particular moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you use the word frustrating, I like that. Uh, It's frustrating to to understand that, that far too many Christians don't understand those things and they become sort of slaves to their emotions or their feelings instead of uh, being being bound to those promises that God has made. Every answer of God is yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And so when Paul prays those prayers, those are things that we have the answers to already in the affirmative, and we can do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, what is it, Romans 5, 1, where it says that um, keep persevering because perseverance produces character and character hope and hope does not disappoint because God has poured out his love into our hearts. And so um, 
you know, I got a text right before we went on from my little sister saying um, she's praying for the show and how we can um, encourage others. And so I pray that people will be encouraged today to um, pray. I've been getting a lot of texts from uh, people saying that this downtime, this stay-at-home time is the most rest that some of them have had in five-plus years. To reconnect with their families um, has been really, really cool. They're playing games. They're, they're, they're talking to one another and praying. And, uh, you know, so it's not all bad is what I'm trying to say. This time is not all bad. Um, I have uh, even our sons are reaching out a little bit more, you know. I'm, I'm talking to them, kind of saying I'm praying about this and I'm praying for you and thanking God uh, that for Terry that your business partner who was supposed to stay in the United States and you were supposed to go to China, you know, God heard our prayers that you didn't go. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm thinking God knew, you know, Mama Paula, she just don't want her kids over there, you know. So anyway. Uh, just being able to talk about the Lord a little bit better, a little bit more, and not. And some of my texts are saying, and people are listening. They used to just put their hands up, you know, like don't talk to me about Jesus. But now, some of those really hard people mm-hmm. are listening, and they're even asking questions. Yeah, you know, fear can be a wonderful motivator. And God never cares what motivates us to come. He just wants us to come. Mm-hmm. And this is a time when we who are believers need to recognize that God has opened the door for us in the lives and the hearts of these people. You know, uh, our sons, Paula, one is a believer and the other uh, family is not. And yet we can see God working. And, you know, they're watching our services online. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids are praying when I say, let's bow our heads and pray. And, yeah. And um, um, it, it's just God is going to, as he always does, work all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And this is an opportunity for all of us um, to uh, to um, really make, I take Princess's advice from yesterday, the program. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm getting so much closer during this time with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And that's a really good thing. And she's really motivated to open her Bible and she's reading and she's mm-hmm. seeking the Lord. And he says, if you seek me, you will be found. Mm-hmm. He will be found, yes. So yes. those are great things. Yeah. Hey, 340-9585, if you have any questions or comments or need any encouragement uh, from Paula, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Okay. Yeah, you know, this week, um, here's another really good thing about having to stay home. I was talking with Pastor Will just a little while ago because he, uh, we have chapel here for the school every morning, Monday through Friday, of course. Um, And the kids all sit in. There's two of them, Um, one for the younger kids, one for the older kids. Well, now that we can't have all the kids at school, Pastor Will is doing an online chapel. And I have been listening to the online chapel because when school is in— and when school is in, you have to be here because they don't record it. And now that there is no school, it's recorded. You know he is a really good teacher. Yeah, he is. And he is 
just encouraging me like crazy. Well, this week, the, the theme every day is on restoration. And restoration, to me, is kind of like a takeoff of my word. <laughs> Reboot. You know what I'm saying. And he, he can't they start, both start with R-E, huh? Yeah, it's just R. Yeah. Reboot, refresh, you know, is another one. Renew. Renew. Oh, yeah. There's a revive. <laughs> we're, we're praying for revival, you know, in each one of us. And that is another thing that's happening. We're like princes. We're being revived. You know, we're having that time to be able to sit and be still and know that he's God. We're having that time, um, you know, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you better. And he's like, okay, let me give you some time. You got some time now, you know. Um, Well, restoration is Pastor Will's theme this week. Every week is different. But restoration, the, the definition is taking something messy and making it like new. And I was, um, my little sister asked last week, what are you doing in, in this quarantine in your marriages? So this is my title, Marriages in the Quarantine. And uh, we have a call, yes. And so let me just say this one thing before we go there. The very first um, part of this restoration for taking something messy, making it like new, um, Marriages in the Quarantine, Pray. Pray for each other. And then the next thing, and then we'll answer this call, John Kent. I'm so happy you called today. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Okay, so all my ladies, you could be thinking about that because this is going to kind of be tapered to you. So Okay, let's go to uh, line one, John from San Antonio. Thanks for calling, John. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I love your show. I'm a truck driver. I love being in the truck uh, when you're on the air. I love to hear your show. Uh, I like the teaching format. It's great. Thank you, John. I wanted to ask a question about evangelism. Okay. Um, I am not great at sharing with people. I'm not great at witnessing with people. Um, I have coworkers that know I spend a lot of time in Bible study. Um, they... I've seen them struggle and like to find a way to share with somebody that maybe I'm not best friends with, but I know pretty well um, in a way that works. Okay. Thank you, John. That's so kind of you to say those nice things. Um, You know, Paul, I'm going to defer to you at the beginning of this because uh, you can talk to anybody at any time about anything and uh, you don't seem to care whether they're strangers or somebody that you know really, really well. So mm-hmm. w- w- share your heart first. Okay. First thing I'd like to say, John, is I love your voice. <laughs> you have a very kind voice. And so um, I, don't, I, I can't even think of the story now, the name of the guy, but the Lord says, use what you have in your hand. And your voice is so kind. Um, and what we learn here at, at Calvary Chapel San Antonio is we may not know a whole lot, but we know what God has done for us. And so um, people will ask a question. And if you are a, a real student of the Bible, not like a theologian or anything, um, the, the word promises if you put the word in, that he will bring it 
out at just the right time. You will find yourself, if you'll just open your kind mouth and use it for the Lord's glory, you're a genius. You know more than you think you do. And and once you start um, ministering to people and the Lord starts using you, that's all you're going to want to do. But, yeah, just you know your story. People will say to me, I can look in their eyes and, and see that they're hurting or something, and I'll say, hey, what's going on? And usually they'll say, oh, nothing. And I was like, girl, girl, tell me what's happening, and then let's pray. And like Pastor Ron is saying, people, I'll, I'll know their mother, grandmother's name, their kids. <laughs> <laughs> but just have to, don't be afraid. That's I think that I used to think I had to be like Pastor Ron. I used to be so mad, John, because people would call me and ask me to come and speak and stuff, and I would turn to Ron and say, "They're only asking me to come over here because they think I'm gonna be as smart as you." But that's not what they're looking for. You're unique. I'm unique. Pastor Ron's unique. But we're all gifted by the same God, and His Holy Spirit rules in you. And seriously, John, I would listen to you. So don't be afraid. And John, I'm going to wait to add on to that to the other side of the break. We've got that coming up in just a moment. So uh, I don't want to cut this off. I think it's really important. Uh, so uh, if you would stay listening to your radio, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this the first thing on the other side of the break. Uh, Paula, something I'd like you to think about. So I want to talk about uh, uh, taking walks together, running together, exercising, just just getting out of the physical routine we come back so we'll do that hey we've got 30 minutes left in the day day edition of the program 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR this is the date day edition of the word to stand up for life we'll be back in two minutes if you have questions about the Bible, you can send them to Pastor Ron and he'll answer them on the air or reply directly to you. Email your questions to PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to our show, our final 30 minutes today, 340-9585. John, God bless you for your heart that wants to evangelize. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is, and I think this is your intent here, um, it's it's easier to share with a complete stranger than it is with somebody that you're invested in, somebody that you know. They don't want to hear anymore. But here's here's what what I do. Um, Jesus is so natural coming out of my mouth that that I talk around people the way I would talk if Paula was here. And we talk about the Lord. So I, I'm always talking about the Lord. Now I can talk about other things too. But I want people to know always who I am and with whom I stand, who I belong to. 
And uh, so it's just natural. I'm going to be talking about Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm out in the neighborhood running now. Our gym is closed, so uh, we're doing our exercises. Uh, Paula does it in the house. I go outside and do my sprints and stuff like that. And, and while I'm not a really outgoing guy, if Paula was out in the streets running as much as I am uh, or as, as consistently as I am now, she would have everybody in the neighborhood. She'd know and have them on her preferred list, you know, uh, in, in her phone and stuff. But, but see, I'm just not that way. And yet now I've got like some groupies out there. I mean, some my, my, Your my people. My people. Mm-hmm. They give her your bottles of water. Uh, we're talking to them every day. Um, um, I met a new friend named Stapp, uh, and and you know I'm looking at it, he's got Marine stickers on his truck, and I'm thinking, aha, Marine, I can talk to him about that. I'm always looking for opportunities, and especially out walking, John, I'm able to say something like somebody. In fact, a lady yesterday said, or the day before yesterday, she said, "Hey, you're slowing down." I said, "No, all the hard stuff is done. This is the time I just get to walk with Jesus and pray." And she perked up, so I had an opportunity to talk. And um, especially with the people you care about, you need to communicate to them that you care so deeply for them that you've got to tell them the important things. Uh, There's a guy at the gym who I've known for, oh, I'm going to guess eight or nine years now. Um, You know, he's a gym friend. And so we're always talking, hi, how you doing? You know, the things he's interested in, the things I'm interested in are different things. So I meet him where he is, and he likes to sort of complain about this isn't going right, and that's not going right, and, you know, I'm trying to work hard at the gym, and this is frustrating. He's a really muscle-bound dude. And um, and so I'll talk to him for a little bit, and I'll look him in the eye, and I'll say, his name is Mike. I'll say, Mike, if you ever want to talk about anything really important, you know where I am. Just say the word. And he'll look at me like, well, what do you mean really important? You know, eternal things, things about Jesus. And he goes, well, well, thanks, Pastor Ron. Now, all it takes is the effort. And when you make the effort, I know you're reluctant. I know it's difficult and uncomfortable. When you make the effort, Acts 5.32 says the Holy Spirit sort of comes behind you with this swoosh of power. And as Paula said a moment ago, you're going to know that things that you didn't know you knew. And it just starts out by just being so natural, so natural that Jesus is going to come rolling off your lips. And you get to the point where the people who are around you are going to realize that if they're going to talk to you, they're going to hear about Jesus. It's not preaching at them. It's not anything else. It's just, you know, I was just sharing with the Lord the other day or the Lord was speaking in my heart about something or, or you know, we had the opportunity to meet some new people and, hey, it turns out they were Christians. There's all kinds of things that you can talk to people about. If you are an observant guy, John, um, pay attention to what they're wearing, messages on T-shirts, hats, the emblems they have on their hats. Uh, If you're around their cars, look at bumper stickers or things that they have. They'll show you the things that interest them, and the Lord will use those things to give you an open door. And I promise you, as uncomfortable as it might be at the beginning, once you get into it, the Lord will start providing you so many opportunities. And believe me, when you see people starting to ask serious questions and you know the Spirit's working through you, you're going to get excited and then all of the reluctance, the reticence to share will go away. So God will truly honor this, uh, John. This is a gift 
It's an opportunity that he's given you, an answer to probably uh, a lot of prayers. So simply say, Jesus, that next time a door opens, you and I, we're going to walk through it together, and I promise you he'll do it. I promise you he'll do it. Thank you, John. I appreciate it very, very much. What a great call. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. See, people want to share. That's mm-hmm. what we do. And we know it makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is a big deal. You're tough. You'll get over it. <laughs> That's a, that was a hard thing for me. You know, when I got saved, John, I was not a nice man. And, and in the world, I didn't care what people thought of me. I didn't care whether they liked me or not. They had to do what I told them to do. And, and, and you know, they were sort of tools. But when I got saved, something happened in my heart. And I really started caring about people. And I had to sort of change everything, and I wanted people to know the Jesus that saved me. And so for me, it gave me all kinds of opportunities to share uh, my story. Um, um, I'm, I was an expert. Nobody else knew my story as well as I did. So I could tell him this is who I was, and this is who I am now. It's all because I met this man, Jesus, and he loves you. And, um, you know, you get blown off a lot, but you get a lot of people who are hurting so deeply they need to hear. Mm-hmm. And especially now, John, with all of this strangeness going on, especially now, those people will sit and listen where they might not have listened before. God is preparing a lot of hearts to hear the word, and all we got to do is sow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite story is the the man who was born blind, and Jesus healed him, and he said... I don't know. All I know is once I was blind, now I can see. And then the more he talked, the more he his eyes were really actually opened. Um, and so that's that's kind of how it is with as we we grow in the Lord. You know, once I was blind, now I can see. You know what? I used to be just the worst person ever, and then Jesus came into my life, and you know I used to cuss and drink and. Just was judgmental, and now you know what? Now I'm just I, now I'm just judgmental. Now I'm just a little bit judgmental. <laughs> you know that's right. <laughs> John, we'll be praying for you. Keep in touch, brother. Thank you, and be careful out on the roads. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions, Paula. Oh yeah, Pastor Ron, you made me sound like uh, you know I'm not I'm, I'm defending myself here. You said if Paula was out. Running is consistently. I don't run outside. I know <laughs> because you got allergies. And that's what, yeah, but no, see, I'm just, you're not meeting new people every day like I am. Not in the, not in the, in, my, in the my ministry is at H E B, baby. Yeah, yeah I, I got my ministry. <laughs> I don't need to run in my neighborhood. But no, 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 no. But yeah, no. We take walks. I love that you've invited me on your prayer walks a couple of times. That's kind of cool. And just to see your, you know, I know the prayer wall thing. You know, how you stand in front of the prayer wall in, in our office at the house and you pray for everybody. But to actually be on your prayer walk with you and and hear when you get to a certain spot. OK, this is a spot where I pray for, you know, people who used to come here and they lived on this street and they've moved away or they've fallen away from the Lord. or And this is the house where, you know, these two are not living a good life. They're not saved. And so I pray for them and all those that they represent, you know. And uh, I pray for, at, when we get to Pastor Barry and Danette's, you know, there's a house that reminds you of theirs, even though we don't go down their street where they, I pray for Pastor Barry and Danette and their girls. And you just, you know, that was kind of, 
that was really kind of cool. And then it was kind of encouraging me. Man, I don't have that kind of a ritual. But you know what? You're just like a one, two, three, four foundational guy. Me, I'm one, five, two, <laughs> six, four, three. You know, I'm like that. So my prayer is all over the place. And, and I was thinking, man, I need to be a little more, you know. And then the Lord was like, unique, right. unique. No, I, you're, you're who you are. I got you the way you yeah. are. And, and I'll, I'll say this, Paula. Whatever and whoever you pray for, those prayers could not come from a better heart. Mm, well. So th- those are the, the things. We're all different. Um, um, the, 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 the routes that I run through the neighborhood. Now, because I can't see, mm-hmm. familiarity is important to me. Mm-hmm. That way I don't have to worry about you know, stepping in holes or anything. So, um, you know, there are things on my prayer uh, run. I, I go out and run, and I'm praying, you know, not while I'm actually sprinting. Sometimes I am, but but then when I'm, I'm taking a break before the next sprint or the next thing I do. Um, but when I get to certain houses, like there's a, a Universal City cop mm-hmm. that lives in a house. And so it's it's right there that I stop, and I pray for our police officers. And, mm-hmm. and the police officers that we have... In, in our church, mm-hmm. but 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 not only them for the for for those who are in harm's way every day, um, it's it's an opportunity to pray for them. Um, I'm able to pray for a couple of cops that seem to be following the Lord for a while and have fallen away. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just there's there's places on my walk that uh, a lady who used to come to our church, she used to live in a house in the neighborhood, and yeah. then she moved to Washington D.C. Military. So, so I get to that house every day, and I can pray for Phyllis. Mm-hmm. And she reminds me to pray for some other people that were friends of hers. Yeah. So there's a connection in my mind that mm-hmm. works really well. Mm-hmm. So I remember to pray for groups of people by name, mm-hmm. but I pray for them. Uh, and um, for me, it's it's just by far the best way. If I did that in in I went into the office at home and shut the door, my mind would wander so much I wouldn't be able to think, and, and I would forget. Yeah. So um, it's just something that we can do, and when we do things like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the more time we spend with the Lord, there's a pastor of a of a church in the area uh, that I'm starting to see now three four times a week. And so uh, he and his wife want to stop me and talk and let me know, hey, we're praying for you today. He said, I've been praying Luke 18, 1 for you. And, and so, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's neat to see uh, when you step outside your comfort zone a little bit. And John, this is for you. Um, you realize that, you know what? My comfort is not an issue. I have the message of hope, the only message, the only answer. And I want people to hear it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, if they don't like me because of it, hey, they didn't like you, so I'm in pretty good company. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's important. You know, Paul, I wanted, before we go into the next thing that you have, just here's another thing that we can do at a time like this. This is a time when our whole schedules are disrupted. This is a time where we can take the, 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 the time that we used to be so busy, not only to spend time with the Lord and learn more about Him, uh, and, and clearly that's more important than physical exercise, mm-hmm. but this is a time, I think, when we can all make an investment in our health. You know, uh, my world was rocked two and a half, three years ago when, when out of nowhere, 
uh, some virus, not this virus, but some virus <laughs> hit my heart and, and almost killed me. And, um, you know, uh, God's been so generous to me in helping me get back to the place where I'm healthy again that I want to take this opportunity to do as much as I can to stay physically active. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, to lengthen the time, should the Lord tarry, that I'm able to be used by God here. So this is a time where I think our families can go out and walk together. They can run together. Dads can go play catch with their kids in the, in the, in the yards. Um, uh, a time where you turn our, our living room into like an aerobic spa every morning. And you work, I think, harder than I do uh, in there. But the idea is that we're we're not just doing nothing. Yeah, we don't. And I don't want to get to quarantine fifteen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you, Pastor yeah. Ryan, you were in a bad way because the people love you. You've had German chocolate cake. You've oh. had vanilla cake with chocolate frosting, um, <laughs> banana bread. You, they love you, and and. And and one person gave me a little tiny bit of this gluten free, and it was awesome. But we're not going to do the. And then today, <laughs> I have a whole bag of different kinds, milk and dark chocolate, with nuts, not with nuts. I mean, there's probably ten different kinds in there, right? So somebody sneaked up on our driveway and was going to drop them at the. At, at the, the door, and, door. and leave, uh-huh. and you you saw her I coming see, up, uh-huh. and this she's such a sweet girl, sweet yeah. lady, and uh, Paula, that was your basket. Yeah, I mean that was just chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Oof. Now here's here's part of the other thing we can work on during the quarantine. We can start practicing self control. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have it, right? I just don't want to use it when it comes to the chocolate. Uh, but yeah, what I said, you said, here's your, your result. Well, if I wanted to stop, I could. <laughs> I just don't want to. But see, uh, the German chocolate cake and the other cakes that people have been making me, mm-hmm. um, um, I can have just a little bit. Yeah, and I'm fine. Yeah, Mm-mm. if it was mine, it's all gone in one sitting. <laughs> We're just uniquely different. Anyway, let me, it's let me a good talk time, to these ladies. It's a good time to physically and spiritually mm-hmm. sort of recalibrate your life. I think it's a, a good opportunity for us. Okay, Paul. Yeah. You know, you said something the other day, um, and I was thinking, this is what you said. Even people who want to be alone don't really want to be alone. And so I'm talking about marriages. And so in um, Proverbs 18:22. It says, and I'm talking to you lovely ladies who are married, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. And so um, I know some of the women I've been talking to are having a little bit of trouble um, because now that everybody's home together a lot, um, some are not feeling all that They just don't have time to kind of recoup and and take a breath. But I want you to realize you are a treasure. Don't forget it. You don't have to be arrogant about it, but just relax. Proverbs. In in fact, if you're arrogant about it, you cease to be a treasure. (laughs) That's exactly right. And so uh, Proverbs 12.4 says, A worthy wife is a crown for her husband. But a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. 
you know, we need to take stock of how are we living, how are we, you know, I prayed the other day with, with, with Ron saying, Lord, help me to be a better wife. And so, you know, I, I think I'm an okay wife, but we, I can always stand improvement. And I'm giving you these scriptures so that, uh, you know, you can look them up and then in your time of prayer, um, ask the Lord how you're doing. Proverbs 14.1, a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. That's a tough one to have to be brutally honest with. And that lady in Proverbs 31, so I used to have issues with her, <laughs> but um, there too, Proverbs 10 through 31, verses 10 through 12. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Again, these are all scriptures that we can take to God in prayer. Then go to uh, verses 25 through 27. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. How you doing, girls? How's your house looking? You know, how's your... Are, are you building strength, not of your own, I'm not talking physical muscles, even though that's okay, but clothed with strength and dignity, strength from the Lord and dignity that comes from him as well. How you doing? And then verse 30, remember this, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Hopefully that's by your husband and your children, uh, but even if not, by the Lord. And then the last one I'll give is Titus 2, starting in verse 3. You know, Paul's telling Titus how to train up the people he's pastoring. And he says to him, Teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. Here's the must nots they must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, here's are the musts. Instead, they, it says should, but you must teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes. We all have the opportunity now not to be running here and there in everybody else's home and then everybody else's business but you get to work in your own home to do good and to be submissive to their husbands and why the last part of that verse says then they will not bring shame on the word of God you know we have neighbors and well even before that you have you have, you have children your children are watching how you're you're acting in and uh, reacting one to the other. Um, and so be mindful. Be mindful. God loves each one of you ladies. 
Your value has been set by him. He gave his life for each one of you. And so don't forget. Thanks for tuning in today. Appreciate the phone calls. You are listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. I hope you were blessed by the ladies sharing their heart. Um, You've been listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow at 4 on AM 630, The Word. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.